are listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives, inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. I just want to really honor uh, Travis tonight as well, and I want to just say how much uh, just I honor you, Travis, for the, the gift that's on your life, and I honor you for stepping out in faith and, and stepping into what God has called you to do. I want to honor the leadership team of Resurgence. Um, I want to honor the church building that we're in and the pastors of this church for opening up this space. I just want to say thank you. I... Uh, I was just sensing even last night as, um, as I was in the worship time, I felt like the Lord just showed me a picture. I just want to release a couple things and then I'm going to get to the word tonight at some point, but, uh, <laughs> and then we're going to, and then we're going to just going to have a Holy Ghost party. <laughs> but I was sensing last night that uh, this ministry that God is raising up and has raised up here in Edmonton, that this the, the word was remnant that I just felt in my spirit, that God is, that God is using this ministry of resurgence as a remnant. He's, he's, he's working through you. He's working through this ministry in this city, that there are things in the heart of God for Edmonton, for our, our nation, uh, for our province, and that there's, there are revival fires that, that, uh, that are, that are going to be bursting out. But this is like a hot coal. It's like a hot coal. It's like a remnant that, that is actually pulling on the resources of God for our land. That is actually pulling on the resources of God that will uh, ignite revival, will ignite a move of God all over our, our province. And so I just, I felt that word. I want to encourage you. You know, God has always had a remnant. Uh, God has always had in his heart a people that were going after him. And, and so I want to encourage you to continue. Let's not... Uh, get out of the habit of meeting, but let's continue to meet. I also felt tonight, too, that scalability. I felt like God's going to begin to scale this ministry. And Travis, uh, you, know, I've, you and I have talked about some of these things, but I felt it so strongly tonight. The, the word scalable and scalability uh, just came to me. And so I believe that what's going to happen is that God's going to continue to raise up uh, this ministry, and um, it's going to light a fire in Calgary. Come on. It's going to light a, <laughs> it's going to light a fire in this province and all over all over this nation, and I, I'm just excited about what, it, what God is doing. And there are resources that, that God is wanting to release, uh, and those resources are deep inside of you, and they're deep inside of the people that God has called to this time and this season. How many believe the best days are yet ahead for Canada? How many believe that? As I was driving up here, it's just one more kind of thing I want to release tonight. I was driving up here, and I, I was just praying, and and I, felt, I just saw a picture of, uh, of, of, it was like people kind of wrestling. It was two people wrestling. And you're kind of going head to head on something. And it had to do with relationships and business. Uh, business and or money. And I don't know if it's the same person. Or I don't know if it's, if it's two different kinds of people. But you, what the, the thing is the Lord just is releasing is you're looking at man. And the Lord says, look to me. And you're looking at man to try to solve the problem, but God says, I have all the resources for you. I have all the things that you need. And so if you're in gridlock, that's kind of the idea, gridlock and wrestling. So I don't know who that's for tonight. Uh, if that's for you tonight, receive it. And, uh, and just know that God is saying, just put your eyes on him and that he, he has what you need. He has what's required. Amen? 
So here I am in Edmonton, Alberta. It's good to be here. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Calgary's a great city. Uh, my wife and I have pastored there now for five years at First Assembly. And, you know, um, God is doing some great things in Calgary. Uh, there's just such a like-heartedness in the spirit. What God is doing here within our church, and, and uh, I just feel like something is coming together in the spirit. I said to Travis, we don't need to necessarily do an event, but there's a like-heartedness. There's, there's something happening here that, that we just resonate with, and so we're just excited to be partnering with you tonight. Um, just excited to be up here with Michael and Daniel, and, and then I uh, just see a few friends as well from Calgary who are here tonight. Uh, but, but how many believe that uh, God is doing something in Alberta? And uh, I believe he's going to release something tonight that is fresh and special. We've been in a season in our church, uh, even over the last several months, there's been a real uh, strong move of, of the Spirit in the sense of God is beginning to release a greater uh, sense of his presence, a greater capacity. Uh, ministry is beginning to move forward with a, with a greater uh, thrust in the Spirit. And we had a conference some months ago. And uh, it was, there was a prophetic word that came out in the conference that God was, was actually just kind of uh, re-digging. That the idea was there were wells that were being re-dug. And the wells that had been clogged up uh, in, in our church and over our ministry. And that God was releasing these wells. And I've been praying about that and, and asking the Lord about that. And I feel like the Lord has just showed us that there's, there's a well of healing and that there's a well of salvation. Uh, that God is, is beginning to, to really... Um, He's, going, he's redigging those things in the spirit. And, and the idea, the picture is that uh, wells in, in the Bible, uh, you know, they, they're, they're a picture of, uh, of life. And, and, you know, the time when uh, Isaac went and, and he was redigging the wells that his father Abraham had dug because the Philistines had come. How many know the enemy likes to stop? And he likes to plug up the, the work of God and the freshness of God. And, and that water representing the, the Holy Spirit in Scripture. And that God is releasing uh, wells of healing, wells of salvation. And, and I just want to just release that over you tonight as well. I believe it's over our church. And I believe it's over this place. Um, we've been seeing people, we've just been hearing little bits and pieces of, of uh, people getting physically healed. And, and God doing some really cool things in our church. There's a, a, a couple that came up to me several weeks back. And they have an autistic child. And, and they said, we've been coming to church and we've been noticing that week by week, this nonverbal autistic child, that we're seeing progress, we're seeing uh, a release of further healing, and uh, we're excited about that. That's very close to my heart. My nephew is autistic, and our children's pastor just told me not too long ago, she said, you know, we, we were seeing this, uh, this um, release of healing in this autistic guy, this little kid, and they put a scripture on the board, and this little guy actually read out loud the scripture on the, on the Sunday school board. For the first time, we're seeing. So we're seeing miracles, and we're just, we're trusting God. Uh, we saw a number of people baptized on Easter Sunday. It's about 15 people, and we're excited about what God is doing in Calgary, and just super delighted uh, that he is at work in Alberta. And he's at work in Calgary. He's at work in our lives. Are you ready for the word tonight? Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited to share this word tonight. It's been something that uh, has been really stirring in my spirit over the last several days. 
And as I was preparing and, and praying about it, you know, sometimes as pastors and preachers, we, we know kind of what God's, we know there's something significant that's, that's starting to be birthed because we, we, sense, we sense the warfare over it. And, uh, you know, oftentimes if, if there's a struggle, it's like, okay, God, is this you? And, and, and there's, a, there's a kind of a behind the scenes uh, just trying to get this word and, and trying to get it out. And I, I really felt before I left, I felt like, hey, God, you put this word on my heart, and, and so I'm just going to be obedient to release it. And, and then last night, last night, Pastor Dino gets up and preaches. And I told him after the service last night, I said, I'm basically re-preaching your sermon, but I'm going to preach it in my own way. And uh, so we're trusting that the Holy Spirit is actually speaking to us. There's a theme. And so that was encouraging to me. And so uh, I just believe that God has something he's wanting to say to you tonight. He has something he's wanting to say to us together. And so we're going we're gonna to just go for it. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to preach long. That's my hope. But I am going to uh, preach a little bit shorter tonight, a little, little briefer so we can move right into some ministry time. Uh, so I'll do my best to be brief. Um, I, uh, like Taylor Swift said to her last boyfriend, I won't keep you long. <laughs> that's going to be, <laughs> that's my goal. Uh, <laughs> I'll be brief. First Samuel chapter 30. And I preached from this text last time I was with you, but I want to pull a couple other things out from it tonight, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. First Samuel chapter 30, now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziglag. They attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire. And they had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. And they did not kill anyone, but they carried them away, and they went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire. And the wives, their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been captive, taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and they wept until they had no more power to weep. Verse 6, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Medical marijuana, that was. Um, <laughs> because, because the soul of all the people was grieved every man and his sons and his daughters. But look at this. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And then David said to Abathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring me the ephod. Bring it here to me. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. And so David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and will recover all. You will recover all. I want to speak to you tonight about how to recover all that's been lost in your life. And I want to speak tonight about how God is calling the church in Canada to recover all that's been lost. If you're putting a title to this message tonight, put this, the saints are marching on. The saints are marching on. Let's pray. Father, I pray tonight in the mighty name of Jesus 
God, that you would enable us by your Holy Spirit, even right now, God, that you would grace us as your church and as your body. God, to run after your heart. God, to go after the things of your spirit. God, to understand who we are deep inside that you would reveal to us tonight. God, all the things that you have in store for each one of us individually. And God, what you have in mind for the church in Canada and that you would light a fire upon us tonight, God. That you would light a fire on the church in Canada. That we would be sent out from this place as scattered saints. That we would be sent out in the power of the Holy Spirit. That the army of God is rising up. That up on its feet stood a mighty army. That up on its feet stood a mighty army. And God, you would send us from this place, marching forward into your purposes. And God, that we would recover everything that the enemy has stolen. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say, recover all. (laughs) Recover all. (laughs) Man, don't you hate it when you lose something? Don't you just hate it when you when you just when you you, you lose? How many people have lost their wallet before? You've lost your phone. Uh, you, you you misplaced something. You lost your passport on an international trip. That anybody anybody come on somebody that happened. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> I felt that in my oh. True story. I lost my sunglasses for about half an hour one time. I found them on the top of my head. Anybody? <laughs> I hate it when, 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 you, when, you, when you're going for something, when it, when, some, when it doesn't work out, everything, the bottom falls out. I, I just heard recently that this, this Mars One thing, did you guys hear about this, this mission to Mars? They went bankrupt. Uh, you know, all the, in 2024, the 24 people, all the money they put in, it didn't work out. They lost everything. Uh, when you lose it all, when, when something is, is, you know, moving in a direction and, and things are going okay, and, and all of a sudden, the, ground, the, the, the carpet just gets pulled out. And everything comes tumbling down in your life. There's people here tonight, and there's some things that, that you feel like you've lost. You feel like uh, you're moving in a direction. And, and, and maybe it was a relationship that, that you thought was going to work out, and then it's just like gone overnight. Some of you, maybe it's investments that you've made. Or, or, or maybe it was a job that, that you interviewed for, and you thought, I'm going to get this job, and then it just didn't work out. And maybe there's other people tonight that uh, it's, it's even deeper than that, that, that. There's just some things on your life where you feel like, man, you failed God. You feel like you, you, you're going in a direction and you were moving forward in something and, and it feels like the, the, the enemy is, has, has come against you and, and it feels like you, you've taken one step forward and five steps back. It feels like there's some things that, that you were always hoping that would work out, or, or, or you have a call of God on your life, but you haven't yet been able to, to walk into that, into its fullness, because there's these things, there's these problems, there's, there's all this stuff that's going on in your mind, and all these things that are happening in your life, or maybe there's something physically that, that's, that's been happening in, in your body, and, and, and man, you would want to serve God, you would want to step into all those things wholeheartedly, but, but, but physically now, there, there's, there's some things that you have to take care of in your life, and there's some hindrances or there's some other things that are taking place that you just feel like every time you, you move forward, every time something is happening, that, that, you're, that the enemy is coming against you, or it's the world, or it's the flesh, or it's the devil, you don't even know what. But, or or you, you had something going, but it feels like you've lost it somehow. And I, I think that as we look even deeper than just our own personal lives in the church in Canada, I think there are some things that it's fair to say tonight that we would say, Man, we've lost ground in this area as the church. 
You know, I was so blessed earlier today just to, to hear our, our speaker just share about the, the spheres of culture and the spheres of society. And I believe that God is wanting to do that. He's raising up people to, to infiltrate, that he's called us to be salt and he's called us to be light, to, to go into the world and not of the world. And, and to be leaders into those places, to be, to be Daniels in Babylon, to be Josephs in Egypt, come on. To, to go into the culture and to infiltrate and to, and to be the, the men and women of God that he's called us to be. But somehow, if, if we really think about it, we're honest, it feels like we've lost some ground, even the moral ground in our nation. We've lost the, the cultural influence. But friends, I believe wholeheartedly tonight that the tide is turning. Listen, I believe wholeheartedly tonight that this is our hour, that this is our time. That this is the time that God is breathing fresh upon the people of God. And and, and God wants to break off tonight loss. He wants to break off anything that would hinder you. He wants to break off anything that would would discourage you or or keep you in a place of of feeling uh, uh, discouraged or or abandoned, or or whatever the enemy would have brought against your life, or whatever maybe mistakes that you've made, or maybe you found yourself in a place where you feel like you've lost some ground in your life, and you don't even know why. You just know you're there. I believe tonight the tide is turning. I believe it starts in your life, and I believe it starts in your church, and I believe it starts in this city, and I believe it starts in this hour, and I believe it starts in this time. I believe this is a Kairos moment of God. This is a Kairos moment of the Holy Spirit. And tonight... Listen, I'm not coming here with wise and persuasive words tonight. I'm just going to do my best to preach this as fast and as anointed as I possibly can by the grace of God. And I'm just going to get this word out and then we're just going to lay hands on people tonight because tonight is all about a commissioning. Tonight is all about turning the table. Tonight is more prophetic than it is a message. And I love what our brother said last night. He says, I'm not here with all these. I don't have all these points for you either. The Holy Spirit wouldn't let me do like a five-point sermon. I just had to get this thing out and get this thing off, and then we're just going to let God do the rest. I mean, you know, the Holy Spirit's the one that can do the heavy lifting in our nation, and we got to let him do it. And so in our text tonight, this is what's going on. What's happening is uh, in Ziglag, David and his mighty men, David, he's... Uh, He's in this place, this little kind of encampment called Ziglag, and he's going off with, with his warrior buddies, and they're, they're fighting battles, and they're coming against the enemy, and, and he's, he's in a place in his life where he's just out raiding, and, and he's, he's taking ground. He's got these kind of, you know, these ragtag army with him of these guys that were, that were just completely depleted and completely, you know, discouraged and in debt, and, and, and they've somehow they've come and they've followed David, and and, and so they, they go out to battle, and they leave, they leave Ziglag, they leave this, this town uh, unattended. And they, they leave their wives and their sons and their daughters, and they, they leave things back as they, as they go out. Ziglag means windy road. That's what the word means. It means windy road. It's, it speaks of sometimes in life where, where we, we're tending to something, but maybe we're not attending to it the way that we should be. Maybe we're focused on other things and we're, we're, we're out doing something else when we should be attending and paying a little more close attention to the things that God's entrusted us to. And I think sometimes the enemy takes ground in our lives and he takes ground in our nation because as the church we have not stewarded well the, the gifts and the things that he's given us responsibility for. 
We have not stewarded our families the way that we should steward our families. We have not stewarded our marriage the way we should steward our marriages. We have not stewarded our business with honesty and with integrity and with biblical values the way that we should. We have not stewarded our purity and our sexuality the way that, that we should before the Lord where we say, God, I, I worship you. You are a priority in my life. I, there's no compromise. I, it, it's, it's God, it's my heart to steward everything you've given me. I want to offer my body to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. And sometimes we can take our eyes off the things, uh, the windy road of life, the, the, the things in life that God's given us. And so David, he's out and, and he's, he's fighting these battles. And I love David in the Bible. David is, um, he's, as you know, he's a, a picture of, of Christ. He's a picture of Christ in the Old Testament. And, and so we see this type and this picture of Christ. But uh, what I love about David is, is he's, he's got this, you know, uh, kind of this poet side to him. He's kind of a, he's kind of a musician. He's, he writes songs and he writes poetry and you know, he, he's probably super emotional, like some of the musicians that were on the stage tonight. You know, you look, at it, you look at them the wrong way, and they're like crying. And, you know, then they write a song about it, and then, then they blog about it. And then they put on another pair of skinny jeans, and they just keep on going, you know. But <laughs> So artists in the room, musicians, you know what I'm talking about. You're just so sensitive. And I'm poking fun at you because I'm kind of like that myself, so. But he's kind of got this artsy side, you know? He's just, you know, he's just dreaming. He's just out looking at, you know, Hank taking care of sheep and looking at the stars. And he's writing songs. And so we, we know that part of David. The Lord is my shepherd. But David also had this warrior side. He had this gangster warrior side to him. And he's out. He's got a sword. He's got, I, I can just see him. He's got, you know, long, like, rock and roll hair. You know, he's got these muscles rippling. He's riding a horse. He's got a sword. I mean, seriously. I mean, read the Old Testament. It's crazy. Like, they would just do crazy, like, he's this crazy warrior poet. He's this, this, this sensitive, you know, like, feel, touchy-feely, artsy guy, you know? And then he's this warrior. Such a beautiful picture of our Lord. But David's just, he's this nasty warrior. He's, out, he's just raiding villages. And, and it's pretty intense. I mean, there's one time that King Saul says to him, if you want to marry my daughter, go out and get some foreskins and bring them back. And so... David comes back, and instead of bringing him 100 foreskins, he brings him 200. Uh, read, read the Bible. It's full of great stories like that. <laughs> um, I mean, how do you even get those? Anyway, does, <laughs> wait, wait for the movie. Uh, PG-13. Uh, <laughs> like, but he's intense. He's like, you want 100? Here's 200. I mean, the guy's like over the top. He's got this warrior passion, passionate heart. And as he's going out raiding that one day with his, with his army, with his ragtag group of warriors, they come back and they, they get back to Ziglag, the, the place that they had left unattended, the place that they didn't steward the way they should have. And, you know, David, at other times in his life as well, did not steward the things well that God had given him. There was one time that David was, he was out on his porch one night and he saw this lady Bathsheba taking a bath, which is a great name to have, Bathsheba, if you're frequently a, a bather, I guess. <laughs> and she's bathing and he is not stewarding well because 
it turns into adultery and murder and many of you know the story. He's on the balcony when he should have been on the battlefield at that point. He's not stewarding well. But they come back to Ziglag, and it's a similar thing. He was, he was gone, and the women and the children, and they'd left for themselves, and they were left alone. And the Amalekites came in, those nasty Amalekites. They came in, and they took everything. They stole everything. They took the women. They took the children. And when they get back, the place is, is burning with fire. The place is completely ransacked. All their valuables. All their, all, all their children. I mean, just, just think about that for a moment, especially some of you who, you know, you, you live in a home or a condo or you, some of you have family and, and you're to come, you come back and the place is literally burning and all of your valuables, all of your, all of your family, they're gone. And not just you, but all, all the friends that are with you. It's just like, what happened here? What, what happened here? Everything's missing that, that was mine just before I left it. And before I, I left it unattended, I, I, I was, but I was, trying to, I was trying to do some good things. And I was focused on some other things. But I, I left some things unattended that I shouldn't have left unattended. Now, it's, now the enemy's come in and he's stolen everything. He's taken away the most precious things to me. It says that David's men, they, they begin to, everybody begins to cry and they begin to freak out and they begin to turn on him. They wanted to throw stones at him and they wanted to kill him. And so not only did David lose everything, now he's got all his friends that are coming against him as well. And he's, he comes to this place of complete desperation. And he's lost everything. He's completely lost everything. But here's what I want to just release to us tonight, and then we're going to pray. There's a way that you can recover all. And what's so beautiful is last night, Pastor Dino talked about that royal priesthood. It's beautiful because we see it in this scripture tonight. We see in this Old Testament picture of how we are to actually actually live out now this royal priesthood. How we are to actually take hold of it in the spirit and to actually walk in it towards the purposes of God that we would recover all. And so David, he understood a few things about who he was. It says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. This is the first thing he did. When everything was coming against him, he was, he was complete, everybody's crying, it's all over. I mean, when it's all over, what do you feel like doing? You feel like just running away, you feel like hiding, you feel like quitting. The word of the Lord to you tonight is don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Even when it looks like it's over. Some of you are going to go from this place, you're going to, you're going to go back into your, your, your place of employment, you're going to go back to school, you're going to go back, and, and it's like Edmonton, it hasn't really changed that much. It feels just as empty, it feels just, you know, that my city, it just feels like we're back to the same old, same old. Don't quit because God's put something inside of you. God's put a deposit inside of you of his spirit, 
and what's inside of you is greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And David knew this, and so David strengthened himself in the Lord. It's up to you to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Man, in the book of Acts, I tell you, there was one thing it said they did. It says this, there's three words that'll change your life. They devoted themselves. It says they devoted themselves. And as followers of Jesus Christ, in this day, in this time, as we, as we follow after the Holy Spirit, as we follow after the things that he's deposited in us, it doesn't matter how desperate, doesn't matter how much of a setback we are experiencing, we don't, we shouldn't quit, we should never quit, never quit, but you can strengthen yourself. It doesn't show us how, I don't know how David strengthened himself in the Lord, all I know is somehow inside of him, he began to strengthen himself in the Lord. And this is how it played out. David remembered, first of all, that he was a king. He was anointed king. When all the brothers were lined up and the prophet said, okay, one of these guys are going to be king. And Jesse, he says to Jesse, are these all your sons? He goes, oh, well, there's David. He's, I don't know, I guess, I guess these aren't all of our sons technically. We got this little runt of a kid. He's out looking after some sheep. How many are thankful that God works through people powerfully and anoints people that the world would say are leftovers? Come on, God, God works... Some of you tonight, you say, oh, I'm just like, I'm just kind of, I'm irrelevant. You're not irrelevant. And so they summon David and they anoint him. They pour oil on him. And then all the ladies in the land, they begin to sing songs to David. Saul has killed his thousands, but David, his tens of thousands, and, and, and David understands deep inside, he, he knows, but now Saul gets jealous and he's, he's chasing David and this is why he's out in Ziglag and this is why he's, he's out in, in, in kind of isolation with these guys because Saul is, is jealous and, and he sees that, that kingly mantle on his life, he knows there's that anointing on him. And it hasn't fully manifested in David's life. But even in the, his most desperate place, even in the darkest place, even when he was, at this season of his life, he was getting mixed up with Philistines and all kinds of things. I mean, he's in the world, if you want to say it that way. He, I mean, he is messed up. He's, he's going in a direction that, that, is, that is completely opposite in some ways to his kingly calling and anointing. But in those moments when he lost everything, he remembered who he was. I'm an anointed king. And tonight, God says, you, you don't need to quit because of who you are. You, you don't quit because you're a king. You are royal priesthood. You're a queen. And I believe that as David strengthened himself, he realized, okay, I, I'm a king. And remember David being that Old Testament picture of Jesus and Jesus being for us the perfect king. The second thing is he said to, he said to the one guy, he goes, hey, bring me the ephod. Now the ephod was something they would put on. And as they put on the ephod, it was a, a priestly uh, kind of a garment. And it was, it, so he said, not only am I a king, but I'm also a priest, and it's a picture again. And so he begins to intercede, as we heard last night, for his people. He begins to worship God. He begins to get his, in the middle of the most broken and painful place, he gets his worship on. He gets his praise on. Gets your praise. He says, bring me an ephod. I don't care what kind of ephod you've got. Whatever. What, what ephod do you want? The green one? The red one? The blue one? The polka? Give me. I don't care. Give me the one from Value Village. Just get me an ephod. Get it over here because I got to get my worship on. I got to get my praise on. He didn't, he, he didn't forget that in the middle of the brokenness and the pain, 
that he could still worship God. And it was his duty, and it was his place, and it was where he got his power. And then we also see this picture of Jesus in the Old Testament, and it's also relevant to us today. He has this grace also on him, this prophetic grace. Because it says this, that David inquired of the Lord. Man, that is, listen, you might have John 3.16 memorized, and congratulations. But if you're going to memorize another verse in the Bible and apply it to your life every day, memorize this one. But David, put your name in there, inquired of the Lord. And David said, Lord, I know who I am. You've anointed me as king. I'm finding strength in you right now, God, in the middle of this place where I feel like I've lost everything. And God, I'm I'm putting on this ephod because God, in the middle of this pain, I'm gonna worship you. Uh, In the garden, in the lion's den, I will lift my hands to worship you in this time and in this place. And as I worship you, God, I'm finding strength again. But then David inquired of the Lord. Man, if we could live our lives, Lord, what should I do next? Lord, what should I do now? What's my next step? It's so beautiful because the Lord showed him what to do. He said, go. I'm going to give you favor. You go and you take back everything the enemy stole. You take back everything from that place. You're going to recover everything. You're going to recover your wives. You're going to recover your children. You're going to recover all your possessions. You're going to recover everything that the enemy stole. You're going to recover all. You're going to recover all. Everything that's been stolen from you, you're going to recover it. And tonight, we're going to pray. And we're going to lay hands on people tonight, and I'm believing God to just pour out such a grace upon us tonight here at Resurgence. And I believe tonight, and I'm not trying to hype it up or whatever, but in that prayer room tonight, there were some things that were prayed. And here's the deal. I'm just going to release, and then we let God do the rest. But I believe tonight that as we lay hands on people, as we pray for people, I believe tonight there's an impartation that we're going to carry. That we are going to be reignited to take back what the enemy has stolen in our nation. I believe tonight, first of all, it's personal. There's some things in your own life. And I'll have the band even come back. We're, we're going we're gonna to land the plane. I'm just, here we go. Put your seatbelts on. We're la- we're, here we go. And plus, the music in the background, it just feels more anointed, doesn't it? <laughs> Here's, hear this tonight. There's some people and there's some personal loss. And friend, the Lord cares so deeply about the things that you feel like you've lost. Uh, for some of you, it could be in the area of relationships or your sexuality or it could be some money or it could be some relationships that went sideways. It could be some things at work or business deals. or And, and maybe there's just some areas where you need to forgive and, and there's brokenness. Maybe it's things from your past that you've, you've never really dealt with before the Lord. Or well, you, you've prayed about them, but tonight you're going to be healed of them. 
There's some pain and there's some, some things that the enemy has stolen from you in your life. He's stolen time. He's stolen purity. He's stolen opportunities. And instead of just cowering and just going, well, I guess everything's burning with fire and everybody hates me, the Lord's going to grace you tonight to have an anointing like David who's a picture of Jesus, the anointed one, and the anointing, it abides within us, and that anointing is going to rest on you tonight, and you're going to rise up as king and as priest and as prophet, and you're going to prophesy to your future, and you're going to prophesy to those things that are not, and you're going to call them as though they are, and you're going to see breakthrough in your life. You're going to see those things come to full fruition and release because of what the Holy Spirit is doing in these moments. And so tonight, personally, there's some healing, an inner healing, and there's grace that God's going to release over you tonight to take back what's been stolen from you. And then tonight, we're going to pray together. We're going to pray as a movement. And as we pray tonight as a movement, it's going to be a prophetic act. And we're going to pray tonight as a movement that we would rise up in the anointing of king and priest and prophet in our land. That, that anointing of Jesus. It's, it's not us. We're not the, the king. Of, you know, I'm Leo DiCaprio. I'm the king of the world. You know, it's not us. Like, we're not, we're not calling ourselves prophet. Now, here's my business card. I'm prophet Ben. Like, we're not talking stupid, silly stuff. We're talking about a grace on our lives. We're talking about calling things that are not as though they are. We're talking about a boldness. We're talking about strengthening ourselves in the Lord. We're talking, we're talking about as we're scattered saints, let the saints go marching on. Let the saints rise up from the ashes. Let the saints rise up from the place of loss. Let the saints rise up from the place of destruction. And whatever the enemy's stolen, you will recover all. Let the saints rise up in Calgary. Let the saints rise up in Edmonton. Let the saints rise up in our nation and let us go marching on into our future with our heads lifted high, with our shoulders put back, saying, Jesus Christ is Lord, and he has anointed me, and the anointed one lives inside of me. There's an anointing that abides within. There's an anointing that comes upon. There's an anointing that goes before. There's an anointing that surrounds us. There's a grace and a weightiness that's going to rest upon the people of God tonight. In that prayer room tonight, maybe we'll start like this. Why don't you stand up with me? We're going to start like this. We're just shifting gears. Here we go. In that prayer room tonight, we were praying. And uh, Travis comes in the room. And it's kind of cool, Travis. And I don't, it's interesting. As soon as you came in the room, something just kind of just jumped inside of me. And it's not just because you're a good-looking dude, uh, <laughs> which you are. Uh, it was more than just your presence, not just because you're a great leader, not just because you're the leader of resurgence. There was something in my spirit. It was like that something jumped inside my spirit when you walked in the room. And then as soon as you did, I, I felt the weightiness in the room. I felt the, 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 the tangible sense of God's presence. And then somebody else confirmed that when they were praying. There was somebody else in that prayer room that said there's a weightiness, there's the glory of God. And so... We need some weight behind us. The word glory in, in the scriptures, it, it's the Hebrew word kabod, or however you say it. it. It means weightiness. It means God's character, his essence. It's, it's actually the tangible essence, the weightiness. of. We need some weight behind us in the church. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit. It's the weight of the presence. It's the presence resting upon the people, flowing through the people in the, in the spheres of culture. 
I love how Lauren Cunningham was here recently because that whole like mountains and that whole sphere, that's what God is doing. He, that's what he's releasing. He's, there's a leader in every seat. There's, there's a call. There's a commission on every life. There's, there's something God's wanting to ignite and you can't do it. You can't do it. We're, we're, we're just a bunch of, you know, we're, we're featherweights on our own. We're, we're, at best, we're just, we're just kind of there. But there's a weightiness to the salt. There's a weightiness to the light that's going out into the spheres of culture tonight. And so here's how we're going to start. You work it out tonight how you're responding. Is it a personal thing? Is it a, a personal thing you're saying, God, I want to recover all tonight in my own life and I need healing? Or is it, is it something else? Is it something else that the Holy Spirit speaks? But just in a, in a way, let's just respond to the Lord tonight. And what I believe is going to happen simultaneously is there's going to, there's going to come his glory upon his people. And he's going to, I believe, do two things tonight. I believe he's going, to, he's going to bring healing to you personally. And he's going to wait you. He's going to equip you. He's going to empower. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. And you will go from this place, Ju Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And there's a weightiness, there's a power, there's a glory that is coming to rest upon God's people tonight. And I would just encourage you even just to reach out your hands in a receiving position tonight if that's your desire to say, God, just wait me now. Just wait me with your presence. Just pour out upon me, God. And what it is, here, oh, wow, do you feel it? Here it comes. It's, it's the anointing. It's the anointed one. It's Jesus. It's Jesus prophet, priest, and king. It's G, it's, here, here it is. So, man, there's the weightiness of his glory even right now. I just sense your presence, oh God. Just receive it. Just drink it in tonight. Come on, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit, he's healing people. He's empowering people. God's big enough to do it all at once. He can heal you and empower you and equip you all in the same moment. It's the glory. Here comes the impartation, even right now. Father, right now, I pray a fresh impartation of your Holy Spirit upon your people. It's going to ignite. It's going to ignite now this flame of fire is going to begin to ignite in Edmonton. It's going to burn across this nation. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just begin to pray in the Spirit. If you can pray in the Spirit tonight, just begin to lift your voice and begin to pray in the Spirit. Just receive tonight. Just like on the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one place. As the Holy Spirit gave them utterance, they begin to speak in new tongues. Come as wind. Come as fire. Come, Holy Spirit. Come as oil. Come on, Holy Spirit, fill. Fresh fire. Fresh wind. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. 
Come on, more, Lord. There's a greater release even right now, a greater measure right now. Fill this place. Fill your people. Fill us with your power. Creativity is flowing right now. Some, right now, creativity is flowing in this room. There's creativity. There's new ideas. There's new mindsets. Mindsets are shifting. Hearts are healing. You will recover all. We're going to recover all. We're taking back everything that's been stolen in our nation. We're taking back the family. We're taking back marriage. We're taking back the political arena. We're taking back business realm. We're taking back the education realm. We're taking back right now arts and the entertainment. We're taking back the nonprofit sector. We're taking back everything that the enemy has stolen. It's time, Canada. It's a Kairos moment. It's time to take it back. It's time to rise up in that anointing of king and priest and prophet. Prophesy to those dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. We prophesy to the dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord and shudder and shake and shift and align tonight in the spirit realm. Father, even right now over this city, there's shifting taking place. There's alignment in the spirit realm. As the people of God rise up, we're rising up from the ashes. We're rising up from devastation. We're rising up from what's been lost. We're rising up, and we're recovering all. You're aligning the saints. You're sending the saints with marching orders, with marching orders in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, here we go. It's another wave. It's wave after wave. Father, fresh oil, fresh wind, fresh wave of your spirit even now. Fill, 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 fill. Fresh anointing, fresh. Here it comes, fresh. Fresh, fresh fire, fresh, 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 fresh oil, fresh anointing, fresh, fresh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to call up our prayer team tonight, our resurgence prayer team. If you're, if you're on the prayer team and you're praying on your own, that's fine. But those of you who are on that prayer team tonight, I want to call you all to the front. Okay. So here's what we're going to do tonight. What we're going to do is the prayer team, we're going to commission you. Are you going to get that? Are we going to get oil? Can we? Okay. We're going to try. Tonight we're going to commission the prayer team just in a moment. We're going to anoint them with oil. And then how we're going to do it tonight 
is if you want to receive prayer, um, just remain standing. If you want to, you can come to the front, but if you're standing at the back, we're going we're gonna to get to you. We're just going to move this whole room into, into prayer room. So maybe just step out into the aisles or come up to the front. If you want to receive prayer tonight for fresh oil, a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit, that you would have the grace upon your life to, to recover all, to carry the anointing of the Spirit, a greater measure of His Spirit, a greater, greater measure of His glory resting upon your life. We're going to pray tonight. And as we pray, it's going to be, it's going to be an ignition. What's going to happen tonight as we pray for you, there will be something ignited in your spirit. There will be something ignited in your life. There's going to be an activation as we lay hands on you tonight. So if you want to pray on your own, that's cool. You can find a place to kneel or sit. But if you want to receive prayer, step out into the aisle, step out into the middle, come up to the front. And we're just going to pray for this prayer team right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray right now, Holy Spirit, fresh wind, fresh fire upon this prayer team tonight, God. In Jesus' name, Father, we just anoint them tonight with oil. We put it on their hands. We, if that's okay, can we put it on your hands? We'll put oil on their hands tonight. We've got oil on your hands. Oil on your hands. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to anoint them. We're putting oil on their hands, okay? We're going to put oil on your hands. Okay, here we go. And so we're just going to release the prayer team to come and pray. And we're just going to turn this whole room into a prayer room and a place of receiving a fresh empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be the scattered saints who are marching into the future, into culture, releasing the power of this Holy Spirit in every sphere, in every realm of culture and society. You're going to leave this place with a fresh weight upon your life, the weight of God behind you, the weight of God strengthening you and empowering you to be his witnesses in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just turn this into prayer tonight. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com.